0: Thanks for joining your Body Advocate podcast. I am Ruth Cummings, your host. And today I am interviewing one of my friends, Sasha Lipskaya, who's a certified, intuitive mindset and purposeful leadership coach. She is amazing. And I hope you enjoy this interview. Let's take a deep breath to relax. Ready? All right, guys, here we go.
1: You're listening to Your Body Advocate, telling your body's side of the story. The podcast dedicated to supporting and improving your body-mind connection, so you can live a pain-free, passion-filled life, dissolving one body tension at a time. Discover the healing properties of your own body language, and together, let's explore ways to support and improve essential self-talk. Now, here's your host, Master of Encouragement and Body-Mind Life Coach, Ruth Cummings.
0: Hello, everybody. Please say a healthy welcome to my friend, <laughs> Asha Lipskaya. Sorry, that was a healthy welcome. That's interesting.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> it's a couple words all together, so I, I hope you heard all the, the love in there for you. I mm-hmm. so, did. <laughs> tell us just a little bit about your background so and, and how you got into um, all this intuitive work that you're so amazing at doing for so many people. And I just love you so much. But tell us a little bit about that.
3: So thank you for the question. I I love now reflecting on, you know, how this work found me, really, because I was never I was never seeking to do it. Um, and I realize now that I've always done it. So it's more of a initiation into actually taking it seriously as a profession that I had to seek out (laughs) like, well, how do I make this real in this world and actually have that devotion to being an intuitive guide, to being a channel, to being a coach, to being a teacher, a healer. And the way that I came to discover that I was doing the work um, was that, you know, from the very, very beginning of my life, I had always just craved and loved being with myself and communing and connecting and just receiving that's what I realized now receiving these intuitive messages from my environment so you know and I'm getting chills right now saying it because that's really what I did I would go outside and I would talk to the divine and it it was never something that I considered to be religious practice. You know, I never was thinking, oh, you know, I'm doing something really special. Like I had zero ego. It was literally the most natural thing for me to do. And so every activity I did had to kind of hold that. So whether I was playing with toys, you know, whether I was playing with my friends, whether I was exploring the outdoors or with my parents, I would always just end up contemplating and being in awe of just how interesting and rich talking to something that I couldn't see was. And so I and I was never somebody who, you know, I never saw like actual like the angels or figures or physical like beings. I but I felt them. So I always said to myself, you know, I know that mythical presence and mythical creatures are here. I know they are. But I think that they're not showing themselves because they know that we would take advantage of them and try to abuse them. Like, I would actually have this theory that we weren't we weren't able to see them because otherwise we would just commodify them. And as a very young kid, I remember this. And I was like, this is an interesting theory. I wonder where it came, where it came from. And I realize now, well, it came from the truth. Like these, again, these, whatever I call the divine, right? The people call angels, guides, you know, spiritual beings, the presence of God, grace, the universe, whatever, right? Whatever. In every tradition, every spiritual practice, every religious tradition, every mystical school of learning about really who we are and why we're here. There is this story of something that you can't really see, can't really understand, can't explain, but you know is very real and is more real than anything you can see and touch and is present with you. And so for me, it was like a field of energy, you know, and again, I'm very fortunate in that I believe my soul did what it needed to do beforehand so that it could be ready to receive an environment where, don't get me wrong, I, I got my share of trauma and wounding and all of the things that we need to get as a human beings. But overall, I came to an environment where I I was not traumatized by religious tradition. I was not traumatized by dogma. I was not traumatized by oppression of my creative voice. I was not put in a box. I was not again tried to you know kind of like be molded into something that my parents would think is worthy or had to be worthy I was given a lot of freedom so spiritually which is really really important mentally and emotionally I was given a lot of freedom and I was given the tools to discover a variety of you know, spiritual traditions religious traditions I grew up in a family that's very mixed background, so my biological father was Colombian we were just talking about how I'm in Colombia now. That's one of the reasons I'm reconnecting to that field of energy where I was born. It's a big, it's again, it's a big part of my work is embodiment, right? So I'm right now literally tapping into the land where I was born. And so my father was Colombian, part native, part Spanish. So I had that, again, shamanic, very primal blood, and then, you know, the European influence. And again, this this dance of oppression and victimhood, and we can talk a lot about that, right? Colonization from within, and it's, it's important, right? These archetypes are so real, especially right now. And I work with them, and now, I'm like, oh, and there is a reason why I was born in the family that I was, and everything is just so like how oh, brilliant is God, right? It's like, oh my God, and so I. Then my mom is Russian and also Jewish-Russian, like Polish heritage, so I grew up. a pretty i don't want to say secular it wasn't secular it was very spiritual and yet very open environment again where my stepfather who brought me up was you know following yogic practices and buddhist and Taoist teachings and my mom has always considered herself agnostic but she does believe in higher power right so again they were exploring kabbalah and again judaism and christianity i would go to synagogue and i i was christened you know and i went to Orthodox church and I still do. And Russian Orthodox, by the way, Greek Orthodox, it's a variety of Christianity. So same, same thing. Um, and then, you know, I became aware that my father was Catholic and so I would visit Catholic churches and then we moved to Israel and Canada and I lived in Russia for a long time. And so I topped into pretty much everything. And in every part of my life, I knew that where I thrived and what I wanted to do more than anything was create a space for myself and another human or a group of beings where we could contemplate the presence of the divine and so that includes allowing for healing to come through right actually working around this energy where I'm not doing anything but I am very much creating the field of energy that I bring which then allows someone else, my client, my teach, my teachers, my teachers, sure as well, my teachers, my students, whoever I'm with, to step into the container that I am creating, so that they can allow for the healing inside their own body to actually happen, right? And that's what I call healing. So when I call myself a healer, that's what I do, right? And it's really important to discern that whatever power you have, whatever gift you have, you are the instrument, you are the vessel, and you are the gift. However, Right how it's received, how it's interpreted, how it's integrated isn't up to you. It's up to you to do the best you can to bring it forward and know right how to actually offer it so it's received, and then actually bring it into the space and do everything you have so that the person can receive it, hold it, integrate, it. but whether or not they do, that's the will of the divine, that's their path, and it's really important for anyone as yourself right on and I know your audience is on the awakening path to wow i'm here to heal i'm here to support i'm here to help i'm here to guide other beings i know this is my calling and we'll talk about this because the question of ego versus soul right this is it the ego will want to tell you oh well you're the you know you are the thing that will save the world so go save the world right and if you don't the world will fall apart and although there is there is a strand of truth to yes you are here to save the world The world is you. You're here to save yourself and then manifest. Yes, that's the highest level of manifestation. Manifest that inner harmony, that wholeness, that surrender to grace, that devotion to that power that created you to go through you so that you can then say, Well, I need to learn this, right? I need to do this. I need to create this kind of business. I need to do this kind of work so that I can bring this into the world and actually implement it and make it practical and effective. And yes, absolutely save the world but that's not me <laughs> right i'm not doing anything i am allowing for it to go through me but i have to do the work to actually make it happen right so that being said that's my background and then i became an actor because i was called to again creativity and art and physical expression and embodiment and i was always in love with archetypal work and storytelling and again what is acting Acting isn't playing into something that isn't real. Acting is discovering the truth in another human being and their experience and then feeling it so deeply allowing it to penetrate your body so deeply your psyche becomes immersed in it that it becomes your truth and you're able to reveal it to the world in a story that it can be received in this moment on a you know on a film in a film in a theater piece in a you know in whatever in a in a in a in a, in a like it's even a commercial, right? Like you can do it anywhere. Art is everywhere. But that's what drew me to acting is really embodying another human being's experience and understanding, again, human psychology. Now I get it, like human psychology, right? Emotional development, spiritual connection and allowing that to guide me forward and bring me to a place in my life where I then started really becoming aware that there was this energy moving through me. And I really was like, just- <laughs> Overwhelmingly interested, like, like obsessed with learning about energy and again mysticism and hands-on healing, right? And body work and yoga and again spirituality and and yes, religious traditions and understanding tantra. That is, that's most recent my my most recent work is embodied in you know sacred sexuality, which is a way to understand how we can come into union within ourselves, right? And then absolutely reveal that, that to the world, right? Magnetize our partner, magnetize the world's love into our psyches, so to speak. So that's what I do now. I integrate that into, you know, classical mindset coaching. And I'm going around here because that's how my psyche works, but it's not linear, right? So I, I was an actor and then I became an energy worker. And I, I know that what I was doing was Coaching people, so then I realized that I wanted to get serious training around that, and that acting clearly just felt, at that point, very wrong, and just all ego driven. At that point, I was like, okay, I came to this with my soul, but now it's all about ego, and I can feel it, and it just dark night of the soul, right? What is the dark night of the soul? I I thought I knew, but I don't, and I don't know what to do now because I created everything around what I thought was true for me, but it's not. This is not my soul's path. So I let everything go. I withdrew from that industry. I had a big, literal, like just dark, dark night of the soul where I was open to receive, but I knew not what to do next. So I became a life coach because that felt true. That was like, I understand that this can lead me somewhere. And then I also enrolled in a master's program where I studied media and feminism and philosophy and psychology. And the whole point of it was for me to go deeper into understanding how human beings think, how they choose what they choose, how they make stories about their life and their environment and how we actually live and embody these stories in the world. And I know now that, again, the archetypal work that I bring into everything I offer now, which includes one-on-one coaching and group programs and retreats is my focus right now is to help you realize the many, many, many roles that you play, the many parts alive in your body. And I integrate Gabor Mate's compassionate inquiry and internal family systems work. And again, archetypal union psychology, a lot of tools. I have a lot of teachers. And so I bring it all together in this very simple way of understanding what role you're playing, what role is sabotaging you, what role your soul is yearning for you to finally reveal And how you can come into harmony, and there are many more, right? But in harmony with all of the different facets of you physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, integrating every part of you so that you can absolutely, with complete certainty, know what the truth is in this moment, how it talks to you, how it's leading you, what to do when you hear it, and how you can not only overcome or heal from your shadows your wounding but use them as sacred signposts as sacred containers as literally sacred portals to discover even more of your destiny even more of your potential even more of your purpose which i believe the whole point of the ego and any shadows we have in any traumas we've experienced or brought into this world already the whole point of any of that darkness is to reveal the light And so that's what I work with, that's what I know works, and that I know is actually the way that our world now is expanding, is us understanding that the light cannot exist without the dark, and what is within one is within everyone and the whole. And again, manifesting the world you want to thrive in within yourself is the only way and you have to know how to do it. Otherwise, it sounds really esoteric right now, I'm sure. Like, how do you do that? There are ways. If, if have, there are tools. There is a process. Again, this is where people like Ruth you know, come in or myself or someone else to actually guide you. But manifesting the world you want to thrive in within your literal body, your psyche, your being, so that you can not only magnetize what you want and attract what you want, but you can create and reveal and gift this world with who you really are that is the greatest bliss that's the cosmic orgasm as i call it that's you making love to the world that's tantra that sacred sexuality that's divine guidance that's again what every single spiritual seeker has ever sought and said oh i felt the, the the divine come in that's what they experienced this is me fully exposed to the divine and i can feel the divine loving me and i can feel that love being revealed through me to the world and i need nothing else anything i do from here healing everything I do from here is on purpose it's literally feeling like I'm being moved into my purpose and I don't even care what it is because I'm so present with the process that all I care about is how true I am to what is being told to me and moving through me and I know I have to create right now that's it so that's a story of how I came to this work
0: (laughs) I love it I love your stories. And I love your background. You're amazing. So anybody who hasn't, you should go look up um, all of Sasha's stuff. It's very, very, very cool. And conduit is the word that comes to me from everything. Mm. You know, like, I definitely feel like a conduit. And I think you mm. and I are some of the lucky ones where we have felt this for years. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we, we feel the you know god or mm-hmm. the divine coming through us and mm-hmm. working through us and i it's it is an amazing feeling and it's definitely something that uh we're we're meant to share and that's yeah. we're mm-hmm. it's just so it's so uh it is i just feel honored like i feel uh like my husband is often jealous of me he's like you know mm-hmm. what god came and touched you told you what your gifts are and mm-hmm. you immediately use them Mm. and I think a lot of people they just I don't know if they panic I don't know um what do you think happens so like when when are the gifts and uh the are are just amazingness when is that revealed to a person in your person in your opinion well I don't
3: know because it's really a choice that the person makes for themselves they're revealed when the person is ready to receive them.
0: So it could even be, you know, like it could, it could totally be later in life. It could
3: be as a three-year-old, it could be in the middle, right? So yeah, so here's, here's, more. yeah. So yeah. you were asking a question from the plane of, you know, like, when are we supposed to know, right? And most people want to know, like, when am I supposed to know? And how is it that, you know, and I don't know. And I just said, I don't know, because I really don't know. But my soul knows, right, that, First of all, there are these archetypes, again, to consider, like, what are you actually embodying right now, right? Because if you're embodying a needy, victimized, lost, lonely, rejected part of you, you will never actually want to receive your gifts because you will feel that they will liberate you and allow you to tap into your power. And that part of you, the scared, victimized, lonely part that again, is doing its best to protect you. It's not bad, right? But it's not you, but it's a part of you and it won't let you actually surrender and receive. They are revealed and offered to you all the time. That's actually the truth. Here, the truth just came. There you go. So it's all the time. They're always here for you. However, your soul's path is different, right? From everyone else's. So whether or not you are aware of them now or you were them when you're seven years old or three years old doesn't matter because time doesn't exist in the quantum field time is irrelevant it's human time right chronos and kairos right kairos is this this is immediate it's an immediate awareness that you are divine like literally divine that your divinity itself being expressed if you're ready to receive that here's here is here is your gift right you know that from here you can absolutely discern how am I called to serve? What am I called to do? But you are, right your awareness of this joy and this honor, right and this feeling of, "Wow, this, this is this is not luck, this is fortune, right? I am fortunate to be aware and to to work through everything I'm working through, knowing that this is my soul's path to revealing my gifts. I'm so right certain of that, so again, people who are right feeling that they don't know but they want to know. I'll say right now, you will know when you're supposed to know. And there is no right time, wrong time. There is the truth, right? The truth of when you're ready to receive them. It's never too late to receive them. It's never too early to receive them. But when you let yourself receive them, you better know the responsibility, the accountability, and the actual devotion to serving that which gave you those gifts versus the fear and the ego and the resentment that drove perhaps most of your life, if you have to know that you are absolutely in that moment, like committing, committing your life to service of something that isn't you. And you absolutely must die to every part of you that up to that point that, oh, I haven't been given what other people have. I'm not lucky enough. I don't know what I'm doing in my life. All of that, all of that, It cannot exist with your awareness, with your gratitude, with your devotion to your gifts. Both cannot exist. And so, again, I will say, if you are ready, if you really yearn for this kind of way of experiencing the divine, of knowing you've been gifted something and you know it's here and you know you must use it, if you really truly want to live that way, you better get very clear that there is no turning back that it's not rainbows in the sky. It's not about you leaving this world and flying off on a cloud. And it's also absolutely essential for you to know that you already have them and you have already been using them. You just haven't been aware. So when I realized what my gifts, let's say were, well, what, what, let's say I, I read intuitive information, I do. I read, I read archetypal like presence in you. I can, I can do that, right? I can literally hold space and help healing to occur when the person and if the person is ready. If they're not, it's not going to happen, right? So all of these things, all of these gifts that are co-creating with your gifts, co-creating with my client's gifts, like it's all co-creation. I can do the, what I do, right? I can evoke your power because at one point in my life, I realized how powerful I was and it wasn't about me. And I could feel the choice, right? I could literally feel you can choose to surrender to this. But if you do, you have to know that your whole life you've been doing this. You haven't been aware. And it caused you great suffering. But you must now know that if you say yes to this, you are not allowed to choose suffering shame and fear over grace you are not allowed you can feel that you can experience it but you must do everything you can and you have to to always come back to choosing grace because that's the only way you'll be able to actually use your gifts and not simply know you have these gifts but actually use them right that's the clarity and the literally the alignment and the purity of your instrument it depends on you choosing grace and you will have a lot of reason not to trust me that's part of your path right that's part of choosing this way of living of which which all it means is i live in a constant state of awe that god is here that's it that's my experience 24 7 24 7 but it's not about me being like yay i'm so lucky i just get to have fun with god all the time A part of it is like, yeah, I created a profession. Literally, I created my practice so that I can talk to the divine. That's it. So that can talk to God, about God, about grace. When I say God, I mean the field of universal energy and love. Right. And it's not love as in a romantic love. No, it's fierce. You are grace itself. Will you remember it? And will you let me move through you so that you can create grace in this world? That's love. Right. And. Yeah, I created my work so that I could do what I do. But what I do is talk to that power. And for me, there's nothing else I want to do but that, <laughs> right? And then I have to be, literally put, come back to earth and say, oh, and also now I have to be human, right? So there's that. <laughs> it's like, oh, I have to run bills. a business. I have to do this and right. pay bills and yeah. Bills. And how? But the, here's the thing, Ruth. I, I'm I'm so. Like incredibly aware of how hard it is, right, for somebody who has never lived in that world, just to yeah. believe it exists, yeah. and also believe that the gifts that they they could feel in their heart, right, that they're there, they just haven't been revealed yet. So I'll say this: you right now have the capacity in the, in this moment, right now, breathe into your literal heart and ask, "Do I want to know my purpose and who I am?" And you will feel your body telling you. And that, that moment right here, right now is all you need to know that you are ready to receive those gifts. From then on, all I'll say to you is actually ask, pray, contemplate, talk to that which you know gifted you and ask for it to be clearer, to to be more immediate, and for it to serve everything you've lived in a way that makes you just awestruck at how divine your whole life was, especially the parts where you thought you had no gifts and you were purposeless and you had nothing to offer. Everything, suddenly the light will shine on every single part of your life. You will see the truth, but do you want to? And I know that your heart does. So that's why I'm saying you have to actually ask your heart and let it say yes. Not your mind, I want to know. No, you will never get the answer. Your heart has to say, I need to know. And it's a yes, give it to me. That's what you need to do.
0: Yes, and like um the heart just the body so like you know Mm. the body is so it knows so much Mm. more credit for as you know but so so many people don't aren't aware of that and definitely we're trying to get this information out there like hey you know you know you know just the trust has gone away in our society I don't know it just seems like intuition is you know people feel that they shouldn't do something, and they do it anyway they they feel mm. like they shouldn't get in a car with somebody, but mm. they do or they mm. feel like they are mm-hmm. you know, the big ones, the big mm-hmm. are unsafe, but then there's this whole like, what should I do with my life and am I in the right career? am mm. I in the right person and there's so many ways to that the universe is going mm-hmm. mm. either yes or no, you know the green light mm-hmm. the red light mm. and um. So how does how would you say how is the if you're not used to your intuition or if you're if this is very a foreign conversation to you but mm-hmm. you really want to know but what are you saying like how do they start um how how would they start I know you've just mentioned quite a few but bringing in again just um just know that I'll let you say it so like yeah how how would they start that besides calling you or me.
3: <laughs> yes. Well, I mean, you would only call you or I when when you actually have heard something, right? Because that's the point of this work. You have to be open. Yeah. And so the the answer is that you have to open your literally right. your nervous system, your body, your psyche to hear. And for that, you know, and I contemplated this a lot because I've been again kind of really. <laughs> in awe of how much people want to talk about sexuality, now that I, I bring it into my work. And again, understandably, right? But understanding what that actually is and, and how to use it. And that is part of your intuitive wisdom. Your sexual energy is part of it, right? So how is it that we don't? Here's the answer. How is it that we don't use our sexual energy? Because we have a belief, most of us do, for many reasons, and to which I won't go now because we need another three hours. But most people can resonate with a few, right? There is cultural conditioning. There is, again, religious trauma, right? There is the patriarchal system that we all grew up in. And also, we're born into, so there's millennia of that ingrained in our mother's and grandmother's nervous system, and our father's as well. This is not just about women. This is men and women I'm talking about. But it's the suppression. Of the feminine energy which is intuitive and creative and life force itself the suppression of our trust into literally into our bodies right so the the trust is there but it's been pushed so deeply down in our bodies that now it's become this traumatic block that feels pain literally and we don't know what to do with it we want to cut it out like we want to escape we want to tune out because it feels like you said, oh, this feels right or this is wrong, and you can you know, your body knows, but you don't know what to do with it and you don't know how to trust it. And so the answer that I again intuitively felt as soon as you asked what they need to do, they and this is the same answer as to how to start cultivating sexual energy and start working with it and again allow for it to guide you. You have to create within your body a safe environment for your psyche to actually be present with your intuition. You have to be safe. And for that, you need to actually know right now, you become aware that you don't feel safe, which is why you don't hear what you say you want to hear, which is why when you do kind of hear it, you don't trust it and you don't follow it because it feels scary because you feel unsafe and because you have a pattern of following guidance quote I'm making air quotes guidance from your mind right which is all based on again your past right something that you have you thought you've experienced uh again everything you lived there it happened right your experiences but it's not here now however for your mind it's all very real right now so whatever it is right that it's guiding you to do is based on the past and you trust that over trusting the moment you're in right and the reason you don't trust the moment you're in and your body because your body is the conduit of that intuitive wisdom right that guidance that's coming through is because you don't feel safe in it and so again i'm not projecting that anyone and everyone in this world doesn't feel safe in their bodies but a priori right to begin with when we're born into this world most of us not everyone right but most of us experience some form of trauma and shame around us and our bodies and us in love with our bodies in trust with our bodies right fully embodied in that divinity that we can feel pulsating through our veins our hearts right our guts our wounds our sexual organs every part of us speaking at all times we are literally removed from that by being told that we can't trust it That it's always going to lead us astray or put us in positions of shame or grief or neglect or ostracized, right, and rejected and left alone to die and starve, which for any young being is the worst thing that could happen, right? So again, we feel unsafe to reveal the truth of who we are and how we feel and what we want. And so we dissociate from the instrument that communicates it to us, right? I have like this archetype within me that knows the truth that knows how I feel, that knows who I am, that wants to reveal that. And I'm like, no, no, because if you come through, I'll die. Like I will literally die. So I'm gonna pull up an archetype right now that's going to protect me, the judge, the victim, the one who is going to tell me that I'm not good enough, unworthy, that my body is shameful, that sex is you know, wrong, all of the things. So to make sure that I'm quiet and small and in line with whatever culture expects me to do. And this goes for men and women, very present in feminine beings, very, very, very real for women, for men, sometimes less so, but it's still very much there because every man has a feminine body as well. And so that part of them is also traumatized and So to answer your question, the first thing that somebody could do, in my opinion, and again, if this doesn't feel true to you, throw it away, right? It's not true. But what I've discovered is we can do all the practice in the world and feel really good in the moment, actually feel the guidance, actually explore doing something on it. And, oh, wow, this works, right? This is great. And then revert right back to where we were. So to not do that, right, to have an experience of the truth and the intuitive wisdom guiding you, then actually doing something about seeing the result and being like, oh, my God, this is awesome, is one part of it, right? So one thing I'll say is you actually have to practice, right? It's like playing a sport, going to the gym. You have to build your heart muscle, your muscle. This is This is the truth. Your heart is a muscle. Your intuitive pathway, which connects your mind, your heart, and your gut, and your entire nervous system is that is a muscle as well. You have to train it and you have to let yourself, your psyche, right? Feel trust towards it and safety to actually hear it. So we start with feeling safe. Before we start interpreting and discerning and acting, we start with feeling safe. So this is what I'll say every single day, but this is again, we're starting with you saying, I'm here for it. I want to do this. I want to learn how to use my intuition. I want to discover my purpose. I am here for it. I'm saying, yes, I'm choosing. From that point, just know that this will work, right? But you have to have the intention for it to actually work and not just try something so that you can prove that it was wrong, right? That, again, this, all of this matters, right? How you come into any practice, any work really, really matters. And I'm sure you know that. I don't know about this. You won't, <laughs> right? So like, you might not know about this, but cultivate a part of you that is deeply curious and connect to that part, right? Otherwise, why, why are you doing this? So, right, don't make yourself suffer through it, feel that encouragement of some part of you knows that this path could lead you somewhere that you've always wanted to go. And what if it works? Like, that's what I want you to have in an intention right now. Like, what if this works? So the first thing you do is you allocate five to 10 minutes a day. I'd say choose the uncomfortable number. I I imagine it'd be more than five minutes. 10 minutes sitting with yourself and simply breathing into your heart and your core, and your root, right? the the tailbone, and feeling you inside of your body and the safety that is available to you right now. Right now. All you do is you sit there and you contemplate how safe you feel in your body and your environment. And if you don't, you'll know, right? And you'll be able to adjust. Oh, this room doesn't feel safe. I don't feel safe right now. I wonder why, right? Curiosity. And again, the beginning of anything you do, just know that you, again, you're curious. You have the intention to discover how this could work. You must, and I have practices on my channel, on my podcast, you get in touch with me, but you must bring curiosity and compassion, right, to this because you are working with the most delicate and vulnerable and intimate parts of yourself and that devotion, like holding a small child, right? So, you know, in that moment, you're not there to judge yourself. You're not there to push yourself. I'm talking to high achievers here as well. Like, don't worry about it, right? The pushing yourself comes from a place of, I know you can do this. And it's okay if you don't think you can, right? I'm just going to hold space for you to do this however you can and you will. How is it that I don't say, how right? How is it that I don't feel safe? Just be curious. Oh, my environment, my room, my clothes, something happened just now. It just doesn't feel good. Good, just contemplate it. Good, contemplate it. How can I make myself feel safe? okay, I can hold myself, right? I can self, again, there are a lot of practices I can offer, but just intuitively in that moment, how can you feel safe? You do that, have some tea, right? Put on some music, smell some essential oils. You know, your body will tell you, this is what I need. Go under the blanket and just hide, whatever, right? But give yourself that feeling of comfort and safety as a loving parent would. From there, you simply sit with your heart, right? You feel safe and you ask, Let's do it right now, actually. Let's take three deeps, because the the only point of this is experiential. You need to feel it, right? So I'm going to hold the space for everyone to feel safe. And I can do this, and I know you can receive it. If you're listening to this right now, you feel safe. You are safe. You are exactly where you need to be. And your life is about to transform into more grace. Just allow for that to be true. Just let everything go, so breathe out, breathe in and out, breathe in and out, release any tension, breathe out, even if you don't have any oxygen still, go, go, even more, yeah, all the rest of it, just let it go, and now breathe deeply in, and feel yourself, just absorb this purity, and let it go. And now breathe in through your heart and breathe in the life force around you. Feel it penetrate your body. Feel it open your heart. Feel your body get even more present, even more grounded, even more safe to reveal the truth. Beautiful. Breathe out. Breathe into your gut. Feel your sexual organs come online. Feel that energy that is all about creation, all about love, all about union. Just feel it bubbling inside of you. And it is safe to be with that energy. It's safe to use it. It is safe to embody it. Let it go. Okay, next deep breath into your third eye. So that space in your pineal gland just Just a little bit between your your nose and the back of your head, a little higher than your nose. Just hold your breath there and feel your consciousness expand, your awareness expand, your attention in your body. It is safe
2: to know the truth. It is safe to
3: know the truth. It is safe to know the truth. Let it go. Okay, the next deep breath, you're going to breathe into your heart deeply. Hold the breath and now send it out. Breathe out through your solar plexus, that part right beneath your ribs. Breathe out through your solar plexus with power. So you just activated your power center. And now breathe normally and just feel the lower part of your body really, really grounded. Very solid and yet very free, open to receive, empty, present, grounded, safe. Breathing only. And now feel the upper part of your body. So everything higher from your solar plexus, right? Your heart, your throat, your head. Just feel the higher part of your body. Very, very, very open empty ready to receive and incredibly linked and connected with the lower part of your body right so you're completely in harmony and in union right now the lower and the upper the inner and the outer you are one field of energy just feel yourself vibrate with that frequency of i am whole i am one i am worthy i am safe i am powerful And now breathe in again,
2: breathe into your heart and ask, hold the breath and ask. What
3: is it that I need to know right now? What is it that I need to know right now? And just hold the intention to
2: receive the answer. Relax your body
3: and exhale. And take six soft breaths through your whole body. We activated your full energy system. So the root, the womb, gut area, the solar plexus, the heart, the throat, the third eye, and then the crown. Just feel through your whole body. doesn't matter if you think about chakras or not. It doesn't matter. Just breathe through your whole body. Six soft breaths. One, and exhale. Just natural, There's no wrong way, there's no right way, there's only the true way. Breathe in
2: and exhale, breathe in
3: and exhale. And the next three deep breaths, you're going to contemplate the same question. What is the truth I need to know right now? What is the truth you need to know right now? Breathe in. What is the truth you need to know right now? Breathe in deeply through your nose and into your heart. Hold this breath. Feel your heart open. Feel the root of your heart go right into your gut and into the earth. Feel your whole body align. What is the
2: truth you need to know right now? Let it come. In your highest good. It is only. Only, only grace that's coming through. It is safe to receive the truth. It is safe to be as powerful as you are. And act on this truth. It is safe. To be yourself. And live this truth. and let it all
3: go and for the next few moments just contemplate observe what did that feel like how did that feel in your body was your heart open were your shoulders tense did you feel any tingling did you see anything did you hear anything any noises words did you become aware of something right this intuitive work the way that we interpret intuitive information is so unique so different your intuitive language is very different from mine so everything you're receiving when your heart is open and really asking for the truth it will absolutely answer to that and you know that again the answer just keeps on giving so how you do this work is every single day you start your day with this practice you feel first of all into your body, right? You connect, you become aware of how safe or not safe you feel. You create the environment you need to feel safe and grounded and present and incredibly, right? Incredibly focused on this, this practice and just present with it. Curious, compassionate, open to receive. And then you simply breathe through your whole body, however intuitively feels good to you right now. You don't have to do what we just did. Right. But again, just intuitively clearing the channel, allowing your body to open up, letting yourself receive. And you ask this question with your heart. When you feel ready, you ask the question, what is the truth I need to know right now? And you sit with that. And the answer, right, how it reveals itself will teach you how your intuition talks to you. It will show you right, how the truth feels in your body. And you will be then able to discern this was the truth. This was a yes. This is the truth. The next step would be learning what a no feels like. And you do the same thing, right? And then you ask the scented question. And I know, Ruth, you've done this with me, but you feel like, oh, I can now ask the next question. I feel the truth. I feel the truth, right? You're literally tuning your instrument. Okay, this is D. This is D minor. Okay, let's play a C. What is a no, this is not true, feel like? And you could feel, I could feel my body just saying the words, I could feel my body go, and I'm sure that you and I all day, right, are actually aware. We might not be present and attentive, but we are aware when our body suddenly, right, suddenly experiences something out of the ordinary, so to speak, whether it's a full body yes, right, and we're very quick to say, ooh, or it's a full body no. And it doesn't have to be this epic, like I'm just falling apart and I'm crying and it's like my body's freaking out. It can be, right? It absolutely can be. And this will be influenced by, again, trauma held in the body, a lot of different, your environment, right? The, the seriousness of the situation you're in, right? If you're about to literally be hit by a car, your body will go into shock. Say, so, no, don't cross the street. Like You could actually feel the, like, the fear of survival, which is very important, right? Again, there's, there's no, let's say there's no bad or good your ego, your, again, your protector mechanism, your fear of death, very real, very important things when it's true, <laughs> again, when it's true, when you're actually about to die, um, not when you're about to die to your illusions, right? Which right. to the mind feels the same. Oh, yeah. you're about to die. No, you're about no. to die to the bullshit you've been believing, right? But it feels like you're about to be hit by a car. So discernment is key. So again, then what's a no? And then you'll actually be able to listen. When you're in the space of this practice, you're not being pushed or, you know, stressed that you need to decide now what to do. You can simply sit. Oh, this is what the truth feels like. Okay, this is what a no, this isn't true feels like. And then your day will actually, once you do this, become a playing ground, an experiment, right, and a lab, like literally a la- laboratory, laboratory, a laboratory. A laboratory of you and your intuitive self talking to one another and exploring what your life could look like when you do listen and act on the truth. And when you do listen and act on the, oh, this isn't true, let me adjust. Thank you for showing me, right? And the more you do this, the easier, simpler, right? And more embodied, and let's just say almost unconscious it becomes. It's deeply conscious, but it's conscious to your subconscious, right? So we're trying to make it conscious because it's right now hidden in the layers of your psyche. And then eventually just becomes the field of how you live. You live in the field of grace, as one of my teachers puts it. And you are deeply obeyed, like just not even, I don't want to say aware. You are, you are just deeply in love with it. So of course you listen, of course you pay attention, of course you're looking for its guidance now. You're not just resorting to it when things go wrong. You're like, I don't know what to do about this coffee. <laughs> how about I, how about I make this a moment of sacred devotion to my intuitive self? show yes. me what I need to know. I said, like, Oh, actually you're really stressed out right now. And you want coffee because you're agitated. So how about you sit for five minutes, calm your nervous system, and then enjoy your coffee. Oh, would have never thought to do that. Right. would have been like, okay, which, which kind do I want and how much milk? And right. that's actually not the truth of what you need to know in this moment. <laughs> so anyway, but every, every moment then becomes literally you contemplating how your yeah. life is one field of energy that is Constantly offering you miracles, constantly.
0: I so. love gentle adjustments. Like we can make. It's okay. You can make adjustments <laughs> when you feel these things in your life.
3: Yeah, you just need to feel them. Right, <laughs> right. You need to feel yeah. safe. Right. Again, this is my my long answer. Again, to your question, like you just first you need to feel safe to actually hear them. For and those
0: people them. who yeah. have not, you know, who don't understand safety and really mm. have been in safety been in mm. lack of safety their mm-hmm. entire life you know mm-hmm. even into their 40s or 50s where yeah like, um is there anything that you could offer them for their mm. yeah you know, that's even deeper like how yeah you know, they're shameful or.
3: They're mm-hmm. 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 yeah so again self-hatred shame right fear well, it's all fear right but I, I absolutely love that question. Thank you for asking. It's because, again, archetypally in the world, this is coming up a lot. And in most, again, yeah. most high achievers, very driven people, extraordinary, brilliant human beings. And I know you know some people. Right. Which, yeah. This it is comes amazing. up so powerfully right now. Yeah. Because, again, the, the more light you have, the more shadow you will evoke. It's very natural. So if you're sitting here and you're like, I've never felt safe and I don't know what to do with it. I can't forgive myself. I can't forgive others, right? I feel so much grief, shame, anger. I know, right? I just know. I'm aware enough that I know, right? I don't feel safe. First, you need to be aware, right? You can't create safety if you're unaware that you don't feel safe. And so you have to be layers. Yeah. I'm, i started just the
0: yeah. layers. Like someone may have felt it, you know, like, okay, I wasn't safe about, you know, being beaten up when I was. Yeah. There in school. But there's so many layers of yeah. safety. I just want to say I'm sorry
3: yeah. yeah, no, that's okay. I mean, you and I can talk about this you know, for days and days, which is beautiful. and I'm sure your listeners again might have more questions where they know to reach out to you, to myself, please, your questions help us right, talk about this more specifically and productively so that you can actually receive what you need. So I will say right now, the most important thing again, with safety is to first be aware right now in this moment, right is the feeling of unsafety real to you, right? So again, it's not about creating a story for the sake of creating it. Well, you know, I was beaten up when I was in grade school and I bet you, right, that created trauma and now I should work with that trauma because that's probably why, right, I have these anger outbursts. I don't know, you don't know. But again, the story doesn't matter. What matters is the truth of the experience, which then gets literally jammed into your physiology, your nervous system, and then that is trauma right? It's the experience you carry in your body. And if you want to go deeper into this work, you know, look into Dr. Gabor Matei's work. There's a lot of other beautiful doctors and psychologists who've done incredible, just scholarly and very productive work on this, right? The nervous system, trauma, how healing can occur when you're ready to do it. But I'll, from my perspective, from what I do, the most simple thing you can do is again, discern is it true do you not feel safe right just you know your body knows just ask what is the truth we just did it right this exercise your next question would be do i feel safe right what is the truth and do i feel safe like no you don't the answer will be no you don't or yeah you do you do you do okay well let's not then create stories that we don't need to right now you feel safe great you actually are way you know way above right the level of nervous healing that you might not have thought you were right nervous system healing is what i mean you may actually be ready right to go deeper than you thought you did your ego might tell you no you're not you're not you're not but you actually are so here's the truth right the truth is are you actually feeling unsafe if so and this is really and most of us don't like i don't feel safe 50 percent of the time i do this work myself this is why i do this work for you it's really important and trust me it takes time and also it will absolutely create incredible results, right? Like incredible results. But so long as we're human, there will be moments where you again, it's constant upkeep, right? Maintenance, so you have to be aware of what's happening with you because you're out there in the world absorbing a lot of energy, bringing all of this, again, all of this incredible opportunity to live this life into your body means you're bringing in a lot of things that might not serve you and you have to do this work to, so you clean yourself out. So here's the thing. If you don't feel safe, what you do, Is you The first thing I'll say, bring in, right, in that moment, bring in your inner child. Bring in the part of you that feels unsafe. Most likely, it's your inner child. Again, it could be other archetypes. There could be another story and role that is very productive for you to work with specifically. That's why you would work with a coach, right? So you can know exactly, you know, no, it's not my inner child, it's this, right? Okay. But again, you might actually discover who that is if you sit with the, what is the truth, right? Where where am I unsafe? In what part of me? That'll be the next question, right? What part of me isn't safe? Okay, it's my inner child. But I want to give you the simplest thing. So am I safe? Let's say the answer is no. Okay.
2: This part of me that isn't safe, what is is
3: its name? How old is it? Learn about it. Just learn about it. Where did it come from? Just let your body hold space for that part of you as if it's important and valid and loved right? It's not lying to you. It's not here to hurt you. And it's not bad. That is key, right? Because it's used to be bad, wrong, rejected. It's one of the reasons it acts out. It makes you feel unsafe because it doesn't feel safe. So you bring up, right, this compassion, again, this awareness that you're holding space for it. And you in that moment have done everything you have to do to feel safe in your body in this moment, right? And then there is a part of you that doesn't feel safe. So in that moment, what happens is you're allowing yourself to work with a part of you that you have never held space for and no one else has either. And that's why, right, it most likely feels unsafe all the time, all the time, sometimes more acutely, right? But it's always there. And so in this this specific contemplation and practice, you then discover, well, what is it that you actually need? I know I'm here to judge and pretend that you don't exist sometimes and think that you're bad. And I, I don't want you to feel unsafe. It's not about me. Is there something I can do? And I've never asked. So like a small child crying in the corner. Hey, I didn't actually ask you. How is it that you are so afraid? And what can I do to help? and let it tell you. And the first time you do it, right? And I'm getting chills right now. This is so powerful. Take it. The first time you do it, it's not about getting to the core and the answers and figuring it all out, fixing it, right? That's that's not compassion, right? That's not love. It's the process of forgiveness, right? The process of healing is about saying, I'm here for the process. I'm not here to try to get to the result because that there's nothing forgiving in that and there's nothing loving and compassionate. It's not about getting something out of it. It's about Holding space for yourself in a way you never have because no one else taught you how, and because you thought you weren't allowed to, and because it wasn't safe. But right now it is, right? So you're holding space for that part of you, and you're saying, Who are you? What's your name? Right? And you can then discover, Is it actually a child? Maybe it's a young woman, a young man. I don't know, right? Maybe there are two parts to it. Doesn't matter. Have fun, right? Discover, reveal, be curious. It will tell you right now, I'm five years old. My name is Sasha and I've been left alone and I don't know my parents are coming back and I feel really, really neglected right now. And I'm, I'm scared and I don't feel safe. And I hear noises outside. I I don't feel safe. And there is a horror film on the TV and it makes me feel like that's going to happen to me. And I'm really scared. Okay. That's valid. I believe you, right? I believe you. So always validating. Thank you for telling me that. What can I do to help? I need to, I need to be told I'm going to be okay. Like, what do you need, right? Let that part of you actually tell you, not project what you think it needs or fix it or make it stop being scared, right? It's like, no, no, what what can I do? I need to be held. Okay, great. You're going to hold it you're going to hold it, but that part part is you, right? It's a part of you. It's you. And yes, you can hold the paradox. It's you and it's not you. It's a part of you, of your nervous system, of your energy system, of the role that you've played in your life that manifests inside of your body. So you have to go into the body, bring it into the body, right? You're holding space for it. You're witnessing it and then bring it back into the body. Where are you? How can I hold you? So what can I do? can do this. Okay. Then the next question is, Where can I hold you? How can I hold you? Where are you? Right? To actually locate that part of you. Where in your body in that moment is it? Is it in your throat? Is it in your gut? It travels, right? I I have somebody that I I coach that told me that this part of them usually is in the gut or sometimes it's in the gut. But when she gets stressed, it goes up to her throat, right? So it prevents her from breathing. She can't speak her truth, right? She's scared to reveal how she feels. All of this makes so much sense. So again, energetically, where is it in this moment? So what's your name? Who are you? How old are you? Tell me more. What happened to you, right? Oh, I'm scared. This happened and this happened. How can I help you? Like, this is valid. I want to help you. Okay, well, you can hold me or you can soothe me. I need to hear you say this. What can I say, right? If you don't understand what it needs and it's still confusing, guide it, right? So it's, it's a part of you that needs guidance. What is it that scares you? How can I help you? Should I hold you, right? Be very, very, very playful with this. Okay, hold me. Tell me it's going to be okay, right? Laugh with me. Cry with me. And then where are you? So I can do that. Where are you right now? And when you realize where it is, oh, I mean, you know, I can, say, oh, it's my throat. You can literally feel it. It doesn't have to tell you. It will be revealed. I'm right here, right? It's like, okay, yeah. And you're like, oh, this makes so much sense right? Wow, that's the part of me. This is why, you know, every time I want to say something that I'm scared my <clears throat> this happens, or I get a cold, right? Or I suddenly lose my voice, or I start, I don't know. It's that part of me, just scared. Okay. There could be other reasons, but what if this is one of them, right? What if you can do something about this? And you can, <laughs> right? So so then you put your hand on that part of you, and this is the last part, and this is important. Whether or not it tells you, yes, I want you to hold me, you still put, most likely it will, it it wants to be held, most likely, you self-soothe, right? You hold that part of you, you put that, that hand of yours that you use for so many wonderful things, you put it on that part of your body where it is right now. And you literally breathe through your heart into that part of you, just soaking it with love and compassion and presence. And holding, right? You're holding, you're supporting, you're protecting, you are witnessing, you're accepting, you are absolutely available and you're loving that part completely. And you are letting it know that this is now going to be on offer to her, to him, whenever she or he or they get scared. And you know how to do this now. So it will be automatic. Two seconds. I'm going to go to the bathroom and do this. And eventually you won't need to, right? Eventually your psyche, your nervous system, again, your intuitive self will become so good at this that you'll self-soothe and become aware of the sabotage of the little thing of I'm not safe and I don't know what to do. You'll know, okay, this is what I need to do. Where are you? Okay. And just... And eventually that part of you will become more integrated, which is the whole point, right? Even more integrated. And then you will do the work to reveal what its gifts are because it has gifts. And from that place, right, this practice of feeling safe will become a practice of feeling more and more empowered by the part of you that used to make you feel more weak. That's how we do this work. It used to be your weakest link. It's going to become the most empowering part of your psyche. And you work through every single part of you that way. Again, you don't need to do archetypal work to do this. You could just literally just do which part of my body needs help and holding and love right now. And okay, my throat. Okay, well, what do you need? Right? And just radiate, soak, bask in your own love for that. And that's all you need to do. Just trust the process. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Just know
2: it's working. And you always end with I
0: love you so much and I'm here. Always. I love you so much, and I'm, <laughs> this is so powerful. I love your work. I, every, you know, audience. I hope you see this is amazing. If you need some more work with Sasha, all her information is down below. Thank you so much. That was amazing. I'm going to you. I know you're always. Uh, to me, you're always talking to me. I am, and to me. <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, your your work is amazing. This is is so powerful. I can't wait for people to hear this and to really do some deep dives. And um, I, I was writing as fast as I could and um, to get uh, as many show notes that would be great for them. Besides the transcription, so, mm.
2: thank you any... so much.
0: Oh, oh, I can't. I'm so mm-hmm. thankful that you're here with us today. And um, as we wrap up, mm-hmm. are is there anything that um, You would like to end with anything Mm -hmm. that you'd like to share with people to go visit
3: or Mm -hmm. you know what would you like to share to at the end here well i have just been inspired to create a practice on this actually and i will for for my YouTube channel and it's going to be on my podcast. So guys, here's, here's your invitation. Follow my YouTube channel and my podcast for more of this kind of work that is going to help you tap into whatever intuitively you know you're ready for. And I would love to share to you, really to you, I'm speaking to you, if you're listening to
2: this, just know every single part of you has a purpose. And your purpose in
3: life, your unique destiny, your way of gifting this world, creating a life that means something, that brings something to this world that you really want to experience it while you're alive. Just know if you haven't experienced it yet, it hasn't been the right time. If the desire to is in you, if you're really choosing that that is more important to you than the fear of failing at it or being hurt by it, or or being rejected or judged, if the desire is more powerful, it's already happening. It's already yours. You cannot avoid your destiny because you've already said yes. You must say yes to it. But just know it's calling you because you're ready, because you following that guidance is that that important, that much more important than you could ever know. And you don't need to know how important, but know in your heart that it's about you. It's about you. And it should be about you. Because how you feel about you is a reflection of how you feel about the world and how it feels about you. So once you realize that everything you do from that place of this is self full love, this is me following my destiny and I want to feel really, really damn good about it. And I'm here to feel powerful from my heart. Not from my ego, from my heart. I'm here to reclaim my power sexual, intuitive, mental, psychological, my power. And it starts with that sexual power to create something that has never been. I am here to do it because that is grace and that is love. And that is my purpose, is saying yes to this every day. And just know, you did it just now. You already are doing it. You've got this. You've got everything you need to do in it.
2: Just trust that you can, because I trust that you can, and do it. Take your own breath away with how powerful you are.
0: So good. (laughs) All right, everybody, thank you so much, Sasha, for being here with us. We will have all of your information down below. You're amazing, and I just, uh, um, I have one question for you. Yes. Can we do this again?
3: I'd love to. Oh,
0: <laughs> Please. Oh, yes. 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 So uh, much.
3: Yes. Yeah.
0: Okay. <laughs> Thanks, guys, so much for listening. And we will see you next time. I appreciate it. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thank you. Have a good day.
1: Thank you for listening to Your Body Advocate with Ruth Cummings. We're so glad you've joined us today and truly believe you can live a pain-free, passion-filled life. To connect with Ruth, work with Ruth, or to grab your free ebook, go to ruthcummings.com. We'd love to hear from you. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe so you don't miss our next episode. Until next time, friends, be open. Include the unincluded, think outside the box, and spread love and kindness one smile at a time.